set a non-negotiable. You're going to put your hand in ice water for 10 seconds. You could do that. Anybody could do that. But when it's strung out over a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, a month, however long it is, that's when you start negotiating with yourself. Ah, do I really have to do this today? Extraordinary achievements, extraordinary goals, and extraordinary life requires extraordinary effort. requires extraordinary self-discipline, work ethic, due diligence, sacrifice. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest, to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, weekly live NLU podcast for week number 102. That is almost two is that almost two full years? Yeah. Because like, 52 times two would be 104 weeks. Yeah. That wild. is mind-blowing. I did not think that was true. Today, for our 102nd week, we are talking about why most people never achieve their goals. There's so many different books and videos about how to achieve your goals, but I don't think enough people go through and say, okay, with my study of human beings, these are the most common things that I have seen hold people back, stop people. Because I think, I said this before, Alan, you kind of need to unlearn things as much as you need to learn things. And a lot of what we're going to talk about today is unlearning that a lot of people aren't necessarily giving you the advice you need. That's some place that we're going to go with this. We always tend to go there. You want to start, brother, or me? Um, I'll start. <laughs> Sounds I'll good. Start. I'll start. It's crazy, man. Almost two years. Excuse me. It's wild. First of all, two years. In I a row. was about to. I was about to embark <laughs> on an epic I know. I know. monologue. So if you could stop, that'd be great. Okay. I remember when Alan and I first partnered up. Alan said, "Hey, do you think you could be like Joe Rogan?" And I said, well, I'd like to be, I'd I'd like to be like Joe Rogan. And I didn't really believe it. And it's understandable. Joe Rogan is the most successful podcaster, I'd say, of all time in terms of impacts, in terms of listens, all of that. And I told Alan this other story after that. I said, when I was a freshman in high school, I think it might've been before I was even in high school. My friends and I would ride around on our bikes and we would talk about how in the future, when we were in our early twenties and our thirties, we were going to buy Winnebago's. So a Winnebago is just a big drivable RV. And we were going to drive around the country with our significant others. We were all going to be professional baseball players. We were going to have really nice homes and really nice cars. And we were all going to be wealthy. And There's a big difference between saying you're going to do something and actually believing you can do it. So my first point is most people don't believe they actually can accomplish their goals. I remember Alan and I had a conversation and we were talking about somebody we knew. And Alan said, yeah, this person told me that one of their goals is to be a billionaire. And I said, that's not, it's not real. I, I know it's not real. It can't be real. This person doesn't believe that yet. So this person is setting that goal based on what they think they want or maybe what they 
think you want to hear. There is a big difference between setting a giant goal and really, really, really believing you can accomplish it. And if you don't believe in the deepest level, and there's three beliefs that humans must have to go through with something, they must believe it is humanly possible, they must believe it is possible for them, and they must believe it is worth it. I know this person did not believe it was possible for them. Yes, being a billionaire is possible. There are many, many, many billionaires. I'm assuming if you're doing it for the money, it would be worth it. But if you, do not, if you don't believe it's possible for you, it's not. It just isn't. If you do not believe something is possible for you, you're most likely not going to go all in. You're not going to find the correct resources. You're not going to take the right approach. You're not going to have the right mindset or attitude. So point number one, and really check in with this one. Most people that don't achieve their goals don't believe they actually can. So if you're out there right now and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, you know, it'd be really nice to have a successful business or a successful podcast or a successful marriage or whatever it may be. And deep down, you don't believe it is possible for you. Check in with that. Why don't you believe it's possible? And we're going to go into some more stuff about that, but really check in with that because that might be the biggest bottleneck you have holding you back. And if you don't address that first, nothing else you learn is really going to help you that much. How did you address that? I got around you. I got around you and through, so I said this on a podcast the other day, I said, you have to understand we really are products of our conditioning. So I have just been reconditioned over the last five years, every single day by talking to Alan, that anything is really possible. And I've seen so many things that Alan said were going to come true, come true. Whether it's becoming friends with people we used to look up to or the amount of money we've made or the places we've gone. I, I just have new proof. And at the end of that interview, I said to this person, I said, look, if you were raised for 15 years by people who said you can't succeed and they poured negativity into your belief, you're not going to believe it. But if you spend time around me for five years, hopefully I can start to, to write a new narrative for you because all I'm doing is reconditioning your old behavior. So get around people who believe in themselves, pay for a coach, whatever, um, start making small promises to yourself and then keeping them start deciding in advance you're going to do something and follow through. I think those are good ways to, to start building belief for sure. You're going to notice that each of these points that we make are things that Kevin and I struggled with. Uh, mine is, I struggle with this a lot and I still do to some extent today. Fear of judgment is one of the biggest ones. I think that, so Kevin's belief is that not having enough belief is the number one reason why people don't achieve their goals. I believe the number one reason is fear of judgment. And that's certainly one of the reasons why I didn't achieve my goals. So I'll never forget when I was early in this journey with Kevin and we were starting a podcast and starting a business. And this is actually even before Kevin and I teamed up. And I had quit my corporate job making a lot, a lot of money, well over $100,000 a year, nearly $200,000 a year. And one of my friend's friends talked to, I heard through the grapevine said, I would never, that was the dumbest idea ever. Why would he ever quit a job making that much money? <clears throat> and I told my friend that that's the reason why that other person will never make the amount of money that I did. And I unpacked it. I said, I had to risk 65 a year to make 85 a year. I had to risk 85 a year to make 105 per year. I remember that. That was, um, I actually got offered 100 and I asked for 105. That was very risky because I realized afterwards, I was like, I don't want to go back to my old job. <clears throat> and then I had to risk 105 to make 125. I had to risk 125 to make nearly 180. <clears throat> and here's my point. 
if you're not willing to risk and fear, the fear of failure, the fear of not being good enough, the fear of being different than other people, the fear of taking a risk and looking bad, the fear of asking a dumb question, the fear of starting a company and failing, the fear of starting a podcast and failing, fear of failure and fear of judgment are kind of the same thing, I think. Because underneath the fear of failure is actually a fear of being seen as a failure. You're either afraid you're going to think you're a failure or you're afraid other people are going to think you're a failure. So going from $180,000 a year to completely broke podcasting in my sister's old bedroom or in my mother's basement, now to having, now we gross, we're projected to gross within the next 12 months, a half a million dollars gross revenue. And so that person who was making fun of me through the grapevine, egg on them, egg on their face, because at the end of the day, one of the number one reasons people don't achieve their goals is because they listen to people like that. And people told Kevin and I there's no money in podcasting. People told Kevin and I that we would fail. People told Kevin and I that we were crazy for leaving six-figure jobs. But the truth is, we made six figures in gross revenue over the last three months. In three months, we did that. And that's the least we'll ever do again. And we had to crawl through the mud to get there. But the point is, is that why most people don't achieve their goals, I am so convinced of this, is that they're listening to people who don't really know. They're fearing the opinions of other people. The people who told Kevin, you can never succeed podcasting, you can't make money podcasting, they were wrong. We were accurate. We were correct. We were right. We, we did it. And you can too. And if you're listening to people and you're afraid of every... Remember, at the beginning, people are going to say things like that. People don't come up to us and say, hey, by the way, there's no money in podcasting. You know why they don't say that anymore? Because we can say, hey, we made 100 grand in the last three months. So just remember that. Fear of failure, fear of judgment, it's going to hold you back forever if you don't overcome it. And everyone struggles with it. You just have to take that next leap of faith and that next leap of faith and that next leap of faith... And at the end of the day, prove yourself right. And yeah, if you have to, prove them wrong. Alan, what has been your biggest quote-unquote failure, if you had to pick one? Uh, I was told that I couldn't get into MIT, and I never tried. I went to WPI, and it's kind of like a mini MIT. It's a tech school. But the reason why I consider that my biggest failure is because I didn't try. I allowed someone someone else's opinion to stop me from even trying. I got into Ivy League schools. I got into Tufts. I could have got in, and I shouldn't have listened to him. I should have applied. I would rather, that to me is a bigger failure than any of the, you know, screw-ups that we've done. It's a bigger failure to have listened to someone else and say, oh, you'll never get into MIT. It's like, now it's so obvious. MIT's looking for people like me. And, you know, I got straight A's in math my entire career, my entire life my entire academic career, I should say. I totally could have gotten in and I should have at least tried. I would rather try and not get in than never try at all. And that is one of my biggest regrets. I applied to two schools back in the day, Fitchburg State and Dean College. Kid got into them both. Damn didn't, right. go either, didn't go to either of them. I spent $250 <laughs> at least on you tried. <laughs> applications. So <clears throat> imagine this. Imagine you are getting ready to eat dinner and you see somebody pull a half of pork roast out of the oven. And you look at them and you say, hey, why did, you, why did you cut that in half? 
why is there only half the roast? What did you do with the other roast? And they said, oh, my, my mom before me, she used to do all the cooking in my family. And I don't know. I just, she used to do it. So I assumed that was what had to get done. And you just said, okay, yeah, interesting. That seems, that seems right. Okay. Then you get to meet this person's mother and you say, Hey, uh, I was talking to your daughter the other day and she mentioned the fact that you always cut the roast pork in half before you put it in the oven. Why did you do that? I'm just wondering. I'm just curious. I'm not judging or anything. I'm just curious. And she said, you know what? I don't know. I, I always saw my mom do it and it just kind of stuck with me and we've just kind of passed on that tradition. And then you go continue going down the series of relatives and you get to the end of this hypothetical relative situation. And you say to the first person who ever did this, hey, I talked to everybody else in the family, everybody who has ever cooked this pork roast, and I'm just wondering why every single person cut it in half before they put it in the oven. I don't get it. I'm, I'm just confused. And this person says, oh, yeah, when, when we started cooking them, our ovens were so small you could only fit half a roast in. It wasn't wide enough to get the whole thing in. So now for the next however many generations, people just did the same thing, okay? So my point I'm making here is, and Alan already spoke to it a little bit, you're listening to the wrong people. Imagine if you grew up in a family that was filled with people who chased their dreams and didn't succeed. What do you think the narrative would be? I'm sure that family and that that person in your family, whoever it was, would have a million reasons why you can't achieve your goals. Now, vice versa. Imagine if you grew up in a family of successful entrepreneurs where self-improvement and personal development was a daily habit. And you said, hey, I really want to accomplish blank. I guarantee the conversation, the energy, the attitude, the advice, the support, the love, the conversation, everything would be different because you're listening to somebody who has already done it. Alan said this, but all, out of all the people who have ever told us you cannot make money with a podcast, 0% of them are podcasters. Many more of them don't even listen to podcasts. Others, in fact, didn't even know what podcasts were. So you have to be very, very careful. My, my second point is people don't achieve their goals because they listen to the wrong people. They listen to their, the wrong people. I've told this story before, but I think it's appropriate here. In one of my old relationships, my ex-girlfriend wanted to go across the country and chase her dream. She wanted to move from, we lived in Boston at the time, she wanted to move to California. And I gave her every reason in the world why she shouldn't do it. Gas is too high, it costs way more to register a car in California, blah, 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 all of these reasons. Luckily, she ended up leaving me and going and chasing her dreams because if she had listened to me, I would have been wrong. I would have been wrong because she ended up going out there and doing her thing, which is wonderful. But there's not a ton of people who have the retrospect or retrospective, whatever I'm looking for, to look back on that and say, well, that was terrible advice I gave. That was terrible advice. I was on a show the other day. As you know, Alan and I frequent many other podcasts, which we're very grateful for. Shout out to Laura, who has been crushing it. And the host said, okay, your brand is heart-driven, but no BS. Why the no BS? And I said, I appreciate that question very much. Mm. And I explained why it's heart-driven because we love and want to see people succeed. I said, you know, it's no BS because there's so many people out there who don't know how to win, who are trying to teach other people how to win. There's so many people who have gotten lucky that are trying to teach people how to get lucky. There are so many people out there who aren't succeeding 
who are quite literally trying to teach people how to succeed, and we don't want to see that. They're listening to the wrong people. They're listening to people who haven't done it. And if that's something you're doing, you got to be very careful. Whether it's the people closest to you or the people across the, the globe on the interwebs, you got to be very, very careful to who you listen to because that is a major, major reason many people do not achieve their goals. So we talked a little bit earlier about my alma mater, Worcester Polytechnic Institute. And when I first went to WPI, that was my dream school and I was super excited and there's a lot of different majors that you can do there. It's a tech school and a lot of different versions of engineering. So it's an engineering school primarily, at least in undergrad. And I remember I was choosing and I wanted to be an electrical and computer engineer. And I was told right up front, like, Alan, this is the second hardest major at this school. This is going to be really, really challenging. There was mechanical engineering and there was biomedical engineering. There was a bunch of different ones, civil engineering, all these different ones. And the first most challenging major, according to what I was told, was chemical engineering. So chemical engineering was number one, electrical and computer engineering was number two in terms of the most difficult majors at one of the most difficult schools. WPI is notorious for being an extraordinarily difficult school, not only to get into, but to succeed at. So I chose one of the most challenging majors. And my goal was to graduate with high distinction. And fortunately, I surrounded myself with some of the most intelligent people I could possibly find. And I made it through. And eventually I did graduate with a 3.4 GPA and high distinction. Now, fast forward, I leave engineering and I go into corporate and I work for a company called Tyco Safety Products. It's now called Simplex Grinnell. And I'm designing circuits behind a desk one summer and I decide I love people. I don't want to do this the rest of my life. What should I do? I end up emailing one of my mentors and I, at the time, my hero was Steve Jobs and I wanted to be a Fortune 50 CEO of a tech company. That was my dream. Just like, you know, Steve Jobs, the CEO of Apple at the time, RIP. And I email my mentor, and I'm like, should I go back to school for my MBA? And so I do. I end up going back for my master's in business administration. Now remember, up front, I was told electrical and computer engineering was really difficult, and in comparison to electrical and computer engineering, my MBA felt like an absolute piece of cake. It felt so easy to me. Two reasons now in hindsight. One, business has always come really easy to me in general. I think it's my genius zone. Two, it's just easier. It's an easier major overall. So the point that I'm making here is that one of the reasons why most people don't achieve their goals is because they want, they believe that it's going to be easy. Okay, <clears throat> if you want to, to achieve something extraordinary, extraordinary, magnificent, achieve something great, it's going to be challenging. Electrical and computer engineering, I was told up front, this is going to be really hard. And then when I went into my MBA, I was like, holy crap, this is so easy in comparison. What if I was told electrical and computer engineering would be easy? If I was told that would be easy and I failed my first class, my very first electrical engineering class, uh, it was actually computer engineering because I went down the computer engineering road. I failed. They call it an NR, no record. So you wasted that money. They actually don't give you an F. They just give you a no record and you have to take the course over. My very first class in my major, I failed. Going from straight A's in high school to a failure. And I stuck with it. But the reason I stuck with it is because I didn't have this myth in my head that it's supposed to be easy. I was told up front it's going to be really hard. And it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done was getting my engineering degree. So my point is this, if you're out there right now 
and Kevin mentioned heart-driven but no BS, this idea that you can achieve great things and it's going to be easy, it's, it's an absolute lie. It's a complete falsehood. Now, does every moment of every day have to be brutally challenging? No, okay? But you're never going to hear an Olympic athlete who wins a gold medal say, yeah, that was pretty easy. No, of course not. Extraordinary achievements, extraordinary goals, and extraordinary life requires extraordinary effort, requires extraordinary self-discipline, work ethic, due diligence, sacrifice. You're not going to achieve great things unless you're willing to do hard things. One more time. You're not going to achieve great things unless you're willing to do hard things. I failed many tests. I struggled and pulled all-nighters. It was really, really difficult, and I didn't tell myself a myth, a misbelief, a story that it was supposed to be easy. I'm at one of the hardest schools in the world, at one of the hardest majors in the world. Of course it's going to be challenging, but it's also going to be worth it. And that's also why I made so much money later on, and I'm still getting job offers today. And I don't say that to brag. I say it because I did hard work way back when. So it's the hard yards that you put in early that pay off way later. And just remember that. Hey guys, my name is Jacob Valdelon and I just finished Next Level Group Coaching. When I started, when I joined, I wasn't sure what I was walking into. But during the entire course and the program, I figured it out it's not something that I wanted to do, it's something I needed to do. They helped set me on the right path with learning how to do PPTs, peak performance tracking. And every two weeks, I was getting new awarenesses and getting a lot more happier, first of all, my health, wealth, and love, but also winning more um, practically and tactically in business. So if you're looking to you know, upgrade your life and get to that next level, definitely sign up for that group coaching. It's good to know if things go uh, all over the place, we can send you back out into the field. We burnt those bridges a long time ago. Uh, no, I have oh, very little skills in the marketplace, so I'm gonna you know, we're gonna need you to pick up the slack if anything goes bad here. <laughs> I had two funny, very different calls with two very different clients last week. And for context, two podcasters. Two podcasters have been doing it for at least a year each. One is probably three years. But I want you to think of this for a second. Okay. One of these podcasters wants to quit, okay? So there's two of them. One has 10 times the downloads of the other person, at least. At least two times the amount of episodes. Has had the opportunity to work with many, 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 two, three, four, five, six X, the clients. And has interviewed some really, really extraordinary people versus somebody who's relatively new who doesn't really get that opportunity yet. One of these people wants to quit and the other one is actually leaving their full-time career profession practice that they've built to do the podcast full-time. Now, if I told you that, you would probably say, yeah, it's the person who has the 10X. They must, you know, the person who has four years in and they have a couple hundred episodes, they're the one who's quitting to pursue it full-time. It's the other one. It's the other one. One of the biggest reasons people do not achieve their goals is because they quit. In the beginning of a journey or any time before you have some sort of breakthrough, it looks like you're losing. It looks like you're losing. Alan and I today, we do um, Marathon Monday where Alan and I sit down at 10 a.m. 
and we get on Zoom and we discuss what episodes we're going to do, all of that stuff. Today, we recorded exactly zero episodes because we were planning for the live event and a bunch of other things that are going on behind the scenes. Now, that might seem like it's a giant loss, but there's so many things that we're building and there's so much that we're learning that all of those potential small losses will be giant wins in the future. Now, this is the thing. When somebody quits, they lose the opportunity to learn all of the lessons they would have learned if they stayed in the pool for longer. And if you quit, you lose all of that momentum. This person could be more successful and successful enough to continue podcasting if they just made some shifts. But the second you say, I'm going to quit, you lose all the necessity to learn. You lose all the necessity to stay outside your comfort zone. You lose all the, ne the necessity to be resourceful. You lose a lot of your necessity where this other person is just so hungry. If I had a million dollars to bet, I would bet it on the hungry person. I would bet it on the hungry person. If you continue to learn, now I can't guarantee you're going to be successful. I've said that before and that's part of the no BS. I can't guarantee you'll be successful. But what I can guarantee 100% is if you quit, you will not be. It doesn't work that way. And you're leaving a ton of potential and a ton of opportunity on the table because you don't know what you're going to learn in the next six months. You have no idea. I look back, Alan, and I'm sure this will resonate with you, and I look at episode 200. I thought we had it all figured out. I really did. I thought I knew a lot. I thought I understood things. Then you go to 300 and it's like, oh, I remember what was going on at that time. Then 400 and then 500, we had the studio. Now we're 900 in. If we quit when we were 100 episodes in, if you are watching us in our private Facebook group, you never would have heard of us because we wouldn't be here right now doing this. You gotta understand that you're gonna probably wanna quit, it will get difficult, but one of the biggest reasons people do not achieve their goals is because they quit before they get there. You could have all the momentum, you could have all the possibility, you could turn your possibility into probability, but if you quit because you had a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad conversation, a bad coaching call, then you're not gonna succeed. And that's a shame because all of the momentum, all of the possibility you built up is gonna go to waste. And you're going to have to start something new. And if quitting, I have a, you know, I have a tattoo to my arm, never quit. If quitting becomes a habit, you won't be successful at any of your goals because that is just, that is par for the course. You cannot quit. You will not succeed that way. I also want to raise everyone's awareness to this. I think one of the reasons people quit is because they have that myth I talked to you about, which is that it's supposed to be easy. If you, if you think that podcasting comes easy to Kevin and I, and, and you start a podcast and it's way harder than you thought it would be, you might think, oh, podcasting's not my thing. Or, oh, tennis isn't my thing. Or snowboarding's not my thing. Or whatever. Speaking. Speaking on stage. There's no speaker I know who ever gave their first speech and did awesome. And if you did, you definitely have been practicing a lot behind the scenes without anyone watching. Good for you. Or you're a savant at speaking. My point is this, if you have the misbelief, if Kevin and I had the misbelief that this would be easy, we would have quit for sure. Question, Kev, why do you think we didn't quit? You told me we'd be wildly successful. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I would have. I would have quit if it wasn't for you. 100%. You, because I didn't believe it was, I just almost knocked my, my own eye out there. I didn't believe it was possible. At the At the deepest level, if you don't, it's almost like, have you ever done an escape room? Mm -hmm. You know there's a way out. 
and you know it's been done before. So I think the idea in an escape room is you just hang in there as long as you can and try a bunch of different stuff. But I think that if you were in an escape room and it started to fill up with water and you had an out switch where you could hit it and the door would open, I think you'd probably hit the the out button pretty quickly because you don't know if you can get out in time. And I think that was one of the things I was going to bring up in this, that chasing your goals is like, it's a real heavy weight. And I don't think people talk about that enough. It's a real heavy weight where it, it's as real as it gets. It's real life where you're, if you're an entrepreneur, you don't get a paycheck unless you work. And even then you don't get a paycheck for the first two years. So I think that, I think it's a couple of things. I think one, it's a misbelief of how fast things are supposed to happen. And then I think number two, it's people assuming they already know enough to succeed. I really do. And then the third one is not understanding that the importance time has. I think those are the biggest, the biggest three. And last one, depending on what your relationship with uncertainty is, if you're uncertain, you're going to succeed. You're going to go find certainty somewhere else. And sometimes that means quitting, unfortunately. Well said that escape room analogy fire. I haven't, you know, somebody, somebody texted me the other day. His name was Alan. And he said, Hey man, you haven't been using any analogies lately. I don't know (laughs) what's going on over there, but do better. I'm glad he challenged you. Uh, speaking of analogies, imagine that you're walking into the mall back when we used to go to the mall. Um, Kev, I haven't been to a mall in a minute. There's the kiosk and it's a map of the whole mall. And there's a big red arrow that says you are here. And let's say you want to go to the Apple store. And I've said this before on the podcast. So you have the arrow that says you are here. That is a reference to self-awareness. You need to know where you are. Where are you really, right? Then it's the Apple store, okay, is three stories up and on the other side of the mall. So now we got to figure out how to get there. Are you going to take the escalator? Are you going to take the elevator? Is there an elevator? Are you going to take the stairs, those like big, you know, windy stairs? Are you going to get... Uh, a, a pretzel on your way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in the food mm-hmm. court, mm-hmm. right? So I think that a lot of people don't achieve their goals because they actually just don't know how. I, I know that sounds simple. You might know what your goal is, the Apple store. You might know where you are, self-awareness, but you just don't know how to bridge the gap. I was on the phone with a client recently and I kind of told her, I was very transparent. She's like, yeah, I just don't think I know myself well enough. I said, I'm gonna be completely transparent with you your self-awareness is through the roof. You have unreasonable self-awareness. You're, you're literally, you study cognitive behavioral therapy and you study yourself constantly. That's not the problem. I mean, I'm not, keep that up. Self-awareness is good. Like, keep doing that. Your issue, you know where you want to go. You know, you have very, this person has very, very clear goals. She, she literally was like, hey, Alan, I want to review my Q2 goals today. It's like, okay, awesome. Like, very clear. Right, And those roll up to the, the annual goals, the decade goals, the life goals. So she knows where she wants to go, the Apple store. She knows where she is for sure. She just doesn't know how to bridge the gap. So one of the reasons why Kevin and I were able to gross $100,000 in the last three months, I don't say that to brag. I knew how to do that. I'm, I'm not just saying this. My clients are doing that too, some of them. I know how to do it. So it's it's one of those things where it's like, I remember, I remember Michael Burt said this to us, Kev, I didn't plan on bringing this up, but he's a coach too, Coach Burt. We had him on the podcast, I think in the 300s or the 400s. And I remember him saying, like, the truth is, is I just know how to do it. 
So when you hire me, I'm just going to teach you how to do it. And if Kevin and I didn't know how to grow and scale a global million dollar business, we wouldn't be on our way to that. Right now, Next Level Podcast Solutions is producing the podcasts of, according to Kevin today, 19 other podcasts in the self-improvement space. Now, I don't want to brag, but I I am grateful for us because self-improvement is what I believe the world needs more of. And I'm so grateful for our team over there, Ron, Aaron, Kevin, Christina, unbelievable. And I'm actually a client because we have the Conscious Couples podcast and I'm a client within NLU now because they produce that show. And personal development shows, I mean, we're just putting a lot of good in the world and I'm really grateful. But here's my point. Our clients come to us because we know how to grow, how to start, grow, and scale podcasts. Why? Because Kevin and I have started, grown, and scaled a podcast globally. 120 countries, half a million listens, you know, half a million in revenue coming up. We know how to do it. So maybe you're at the mall and you're like, okay, you are here. Maybe you know you want to go to the Apple store. That's your goal. Great. Do you know how to get to the Apple store? Do you, are you willing to take the escalator? Are you willing to take the elevator? Do you have a guide? Or can you ask someone who works there and say, you know what? I know that the map says that the Apple store is over here. But honestly, that's closed down. Where is the Apple store? And they say, oh, that's right. We closed that down. The Apple store actually moved over here. That map is outdated. That's what coaching is. So my point here is lack of clarity. You might not know how to do it, why most people don't achieve their goals. One more analogy and we'll move on here. I don't know much about cars. I say this often. So when my car breaks down, I call someone or I bring it to the mechanic. And the reason why isn't because I can't learn cars. It's because I don't know a lot and they do know a lot. I don't know how to fix it. They do know how to fix it. I don't know what's wrong. They do know what's wrong. Now, I like to know enough to where I don't get you know, gaffed for lack of better phrasing in terms of how much they charge me. But at the end of the day, we just, you might not be achieving your goals because you just don't know how. And there's a way to learn how. You can do it through books. You can do it through mentors. You can do it through podcasts. You can do it through courses. You can do it through coaching. If, If you're not achieving your goals, check in with your humility. Do I even know how to achieve that goal? I, you know, Kevin and I are dieting for this show, kind of. (laughs) We know how to lean up for the show. He's shaking his head. I don't know if he's dieting as much as I am. Emilia talked to me recently. She said, you've leaned up so quickly. It's wild. I said, well, right now I'm averaging about 1.7 pounds per week uh, on average. And I lean up quickly because I know how. Not because I'm special, not because I'm great, but because I just know how to do it. So does Kevin. And he's, he and I sometimes choose not to do it. And that's a whole nother story. Right. Um, but yeah, so maybe you just don't have enough clarity on how to actually achieve your goals. Maybe that's why you're not getting to where you want to go. A couple of weeks ago, for those of you who follow me on the gram, I think I talked about it on the podcast too. Tara and I went to Northern New Hampshire and we rented this little cabin in the woods and we went snowboarding and it was awesome. But before we went, we had to get our snow pants and our jackets and all that stuff. And we have these big totes that are under our bed. And we have a little system where I will kneel down and I'll lift the bed up. I'll lift it up and then Taryn will crawl under there and grab the tote. Sometimes she just does her work right under the bed. Other times she pulls it out. And I, I ha- it's fun. It's like a little game for me where I think to myself, okay, let me see how long I can hold this 
before my hands feel like they're going to fall off and my arms feel like they're going to fall off, whatever it may be. It's a little bit of a game for me. And I know in the back of my mind that under zero circumstances will I allow that bed to fall down on her, no matter what, doesn't matter. I will put my head under there if I have to, to stop that from happening. We were at the gym recently and we were doing legs together. And if you've ever gone to a dark place when you're working out, you'll understand this. If not, please don't get, don't think too much into this because it's going to be dark. But I told Taryn after I was squatting 315 and I said, that was a very difficult set. After I squatted, I was literally lying on the floor, like gasping for breath. And I said, I pretended that somebody had you. And they said, if I didn't do five reps, I didn't get you back. And I said, it was a non-negotiable for me not to do five reps. I was going to do at least five reps. I don't care if my knees blew out. The point I'm making is if you want to be successful, if you want to accomplish your goals, they must be non-negotiable. The reason Alan is leaning out quicker than I am, it's non-negotiable for him. I straight up, I had some M&Ms right before we recorded this. I'm stressed <laughs> I out. I haven't I'm, eaten since last night at 10. <laughs> I'm an emotional, I'm emotional when it comes to eating. I'm a comfort eater. And that goal for me right now is, is negotiable. It's not that important to me. It just hasn't been that important. But I also understand that's why I'm not getting the results that I had set out for. So if it's, if it's something that you're negotiating over, you can't get mad when you don't get the results. And again, maybe you're not lifting up a bed over somebody's head or doing squats, whatever it may be. But this is the other interesting part about that. If I said, hey, set a non-negotiable, you're going to put your hand in ice water for 10 seconds. You could do that. Anybody could do that. But when it's strung out over a year, two years, three years, four years, five years, a month, however long it is, that's when you start negotiating with yourself. Ah, do I really have to do this today? So it's about building that long-term grit. The examples I used were both pretty short-term, but the people who achieve their goals, again, Alan and I are good examples. I don't want to talk about us too much, but we're good examples of, look, it's been, it's been five years. It's been five years and we're just now seeming like we're somewhat successful because we're accomplishing a lot of the goals that we set out for in the beginning, but our goals are non-negotiable. The reason we won't miss an episode is because we've told you all we won't miss it. It's a non-negotiable. It is. It just is. So set your non-negotiables and make sure you do not negotiate with them. Why most people never, Kev, never. Three minutes. Achieve their goals. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> two and a half, actually. Two and a half. Uh, very last point here. You don't like structure. This is this is a hard one for me. Um, I I often say this, and I, I say it playfully, and, it, and it's true. I'm kind of the pain in the ass that you don't want, but you'll thank later. And I have one coach in my past who, the more and more I learn and grow, the more and more I realize that this person really did have my best interest at heart and, and really was giving me difficult truths that helped me grow. I, I grew more in those three months than maybe ever, uh, except for when I met Emilia. And I'm actually considering reaching back out to him. But my point is this, what if, what if I'm in the pain, the pain in your butt right now that you don't want to um, deal with, but you would thank me later? And here's, here's the hard truth I'm going to give you. You don't like structure. Human beings don't like structure. I, I have 25 clients right now or so. Five of them are a different team. So 20, one-on-one, and then I coach a team as well. And all different industries, all different backgrounds, all different countries, all different ethnicities, all different cultures, and no one loves structure. Some people have learned how to like structure, 
But if you want to achieve your goals, one of the main reasons you're not achieving them is you don't like structure. So I'll be really quick. I know we got to go. Emilia and I were on the whiteboard last night. She wants to achieve her dream physique this summer and she's super excited. And, and so we reverse engineered it. She said, let's reverse engineer my fitness goals. I said, awesome. Okay. So we pull out the whiteboard and let's do the math. So between yesterday, which was the 20th of March and July 4th, there was, according to our Alexa, was 106 days. So we divided 106 by seven to figure out how many weeks. And we found out that there's 15 weeks between now and her, where she wants to be at her peak, her best. She's at 100, she wouldn't mind me sharing this, by the way. She's at 154 pounds right now, and she wants to get to 139. So that's 15 pounds. And she was talking about, I said, okay, well, let's reverse engineer it. How often do you want to train? She ended up saying five days a week, but sometimes six. Well, no, I also want to do walks. I said, sweetheart, we got to figure out what the structure is. We got to figure out the runway. We, you want to pave a runway so that you can stick with it. And I told her, I said, it got a little bit complicated. Frequency, intensity, density, duration, weight training, cardio, hit training. It got a little crazy. And I said, okay, wait, wait, wait. You want to know the cheat code? Let me give you the cheat code. I said, you want to know how I do it? There's a reason I exercise every day. It's because it makes it way easier. Take 106 days and figure out how many calories you have to burn per day on average. And then just burn those amount of calories. So what we did is we took... So a pound of weight mass is approximately 3,500 calories. So we took 15 pounds, multiplied it by 3,500, and then divided that by the 106 days. It came out to approximately 500 calories a day. And I said, all you really have to do if you want to achieve this goal is eat in a 300-calorie deficit. So eat 300 calories less per day and then burn at least 200 calories per day in exercise. It can be walking or weight training. It can be HIIT training. She has an Apple Watch, so just track it. And if you do that every day and never miss a day, you will hit your goal. That's the point. Nobody wants to do something every day because structure is boring, but it's it's the cheat code. I, I'll never understand this whole, like, I don't really feel like working out on the weekends. It, it just makes more sense for me. It's simpler, it's easier, and humans are habit creatures. So why most people don't achieve their goals is because they don't like structure, and structure is required to achieve goals. I had one more point, but we're not going to be able to get to it tonight. Because Hammer it quick. Jeff. Hammer <laughs> it quick. Uh, it, honestly, the last one is they'd rather look like they're achieving their goals than actually achieve them. There was a video I saw the other day of somebody using a leg press at the gym and on one side of the leg press they had five 45 pound plates and on the other side they had one and they were only filming the side where they had five 45 pound plates on there so it looks like they're really crushing it but they and again that's still pretty strong but that person is not going to achieve their goals if they're living and optimizing their life so it looks like they are achieving their goals i could go out and rent a lamborghini right now but that's not going to help us put money back into the business to ultimately buy a Lamborghini down in the future somewhere if I so choose. Next Level Nation, as always, we appreciate you. We are grateful. Could not do this without you. It's wild that we have been doing this every week for two years. I remember the first one, Alan's power went out and he did it from the RV and it was a whole thing and it was just wild. For those of you who might not be able to afford one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can't come to the event because you're not local if you're listening to this live. We have a totally free course for you that is years of self-improvement into an hour and a half. There's downloadable worksheets. You can download the whole course. You can save it and take it at your own pace. Now more than ever, there is less excuses 
to not be growing at the rate you want. Uh, whether it's money, it's free. Whether it's time, you can take it whenever you want. And if it's you don't want to do it alone, share it with a friend. It's free, so we we really don't care. So click the link in the show notes if you're listening to this. Repurpose, if not, below, and we will see you there. As you know, we do a new group for group coaching every quarter, but only one per quarter with only 10 people. Group five through one, so five groups have graduated, 50 people have graduated from group coaching. We have 50 people who have gotten to the next level in their life and who have been on a team of 10. You will achieve more on this group coaching than you will alone. It is meant to be a Mario Kart booster. You know how in Mario Kart when you get the mushroom and you can just keep hammering that thing, the extra glowy one? That's what group coaching is supposed to be. There's six sessions. It's bi-weekly coaching with Kevin and myself. We have a champion. His name's Greg. He's going to be in there. He's going to be the assistant coach every step of the way. Private WhatsApp group. Legacy by Design was the last group. Absolutely on fire. And you get to use our app to track your habits as well. So accountability, consistency, structure, discipline. Achieve more in 90 days than you ever have. Join us for group six. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.